0: From Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to IFN Podcast. I am your host Nasreen, and with me in this episode is Raheel Iqbal, the Managing Director and Global Product Head at Codebase Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us today, Raheel.
1: Thank you, Nasreen, for having me on this podcast.
0: Of course, sure. Uh, Let's talk about your Islamic finance product over at Codebase. Can you break it down for me as someone who is not necessarily a fintech person? Sorry. Uh, Tell me, like, what is it and what makes it unique?
1: No problem, Nasreen. So basically, Codebase technologies have been pioneering in the Islamic banking sector uh, for over 22 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are basically... uh, uh, leading our way within the technology space when it comes to Islamic banking and recently in the digital side of Islamic banking. Uh, we offer our customers an entire digital banking roadmap and a digital banking suite across their Islamic finance propositions, whether it be a bank, a non-banking institution, investment company, or so forth. So we basically take care of the entire roadmap uh, from a technology perspective for any Islamic financial institution.
0: Right. And I'm assuming this is happening because they cannot take advantage of the existing ones that are not necessarily Sharia compliance, correct?
1: Yes. Uh, so from a technology perspective, uh, Sharia compliance become a challenge for, for financial institutions who want to do Islamic banking or Islamic finance. Uh, And what we try to uh, uh, do with our clients is to come up with a proposition which is ground up developed for Islamic banks and Islamic institutions, which Mm -hmm. focuses on the Sharia compliance part uh, very rigorously. So we have our internal Sharia uh, reviews. We have our internal Sharia team who looks after the products and and make sure that the customers uh, are compliant with all the regulations. Uh, As you know, the Sharia compliance rules change from country to country, region to region, right? So what we do is we engage with our customers uh, and we work with their local uh, resident Sharia teams as well to ensure that the rules and the regulations, uh, what they have put in place, are adhered to as well. Uh, So we work jointly with their teams, In addition, what we also do is we advise uh, the customers uh, based on the IOFI standards. As you know, Mm -hmm. IOFI is the the main body uh, uh, assisting banks and financial institutions on the Sharia governance part. So we Mm -hmm. basically help uh, our, our financial institution customers. To follow those from a rec, from a technology perspective as well.
0: And what's the reception been like? You know, I'm sure you've worked with a lot of Islamic financial institutions, you know, for this product. And I'm I'm just interested to know what kind of pushback you get. You know, what are their concerns? You know, aside from the Sharia compliance, or maybe that's all their concern is. Like, I just want to know what those concerns are, and how do you you know, overcome them or address them?
1: See, the the main problem, uh, I would not say pushback, but I the main challenge today within the Islamic uh, finance segment is typically they are lagging behind their conventional counterparts in right. across the board, uh, be it technology, be it the new product offering. So they are a bit lagging behind. And what they expect from their technology enabler, what we call ourselves, Uh, Is basically someone who can advise them on not just on the technology aspect, but how can they basically come up in the market, uh, give better products, give better experiences to their customers while remaining Sharia compliant. So we look at very holistically when it comes to the Islamic banking sector. Sharia compliance is part of our DNA. However, uh, what we need, what we what we try to. Uh, bring to our customers is new uh, best practices, global best practices uh, from a customer experience perspective, from a UI, UX perspective. Mm -hmm. And in everything, we ensure that our product remains compliant, be it our design strategy, be it our uh, profit calculations, uh, be it the product itself. Uh, We try to ensure that at every level, the Sharia compliance remain the, within the DNA component of our product.
0: I think this is a, uh, you know, since you mentioned global, you know, you guys have plans to expand to the Middle East and North Africa um, and even beyond, um, especially for the MENA region, many of the core Islamic finance countries are located there. Let's talk about what, what is exciting about this market and how you guys, uh, maybe you could talk to us about like your expansion plans over
1: there. So, see, uh, when it comes to the digital banking space, right, mm-hmm. everyone is talking digital uh, today. Right. Uh, with, uh, with, the, with the unfortunate pandemic we are in, uh, everyone uh, at the financial sector got the, got the hit uh, when dealing with customers in a very traditional manner. Yeah. Uh, however, our clients who, before COVID, uh, we were in a position to advise them on a complete digital transformation strategy and they adopted that. And they were the ones who excelled during the pandemic uh, in terms of their servicing to their customers, in terms of their uh, uh, new customers coming to the bank. Mm -hmm. And and they benefited uh, from the the situation that they did not got impacted by the closing of the retail branches. And, And we were way ahead of the curve where we were advising customers or our uh, financial institution banks that they should be looking at digital banking, digital onboarding, digital lending, for that matter, uh, and and creating new experiences. So mm-hmm. that helped uh, uh, solidifying our uh, presence in the market very well with our, within our client base. Gotcha. Now we deal. Now we deal with large Islamic banks in the region. One of the uh, oldest Islamic banks. Uh, in the region, the two of them, both of our customers and we've been helping them becoming a digital pioneers uh, in the region and outside the region. So Mm -hmm. Codebase today uh, looks at three key markets, the African continent, the MENA region and the Asia Pacific. So we cover an entire spectrum. And if you look at this market, it's a very unique market uh, we have a huge Muslim population. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a huge overall public population uh, because you know Islamic banking is for everyone; it's not just for Muslims. Right. Uh, so we we try to bring in our products uh, and services for our banks in a way that it is agnostic. It would be applicable for everyone on the planet. So that's the overall vi- uh, vision from from our organization perspective. Mm-hmm. Now we are very in these three uh, key regions of ours. Uh, we have offices across these regions who are trying to uh, create awareness, create that education within the banking and the financial sector of how do you go digital. Now, gotcha. the biggest challenge what these, these institutions face today is of legacy technology. Mm. They have brought in uh, old systems which do not talk to each other, they're not digital, they are very heavy, the change is very, very difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where our focus has been on how can we help those banks who have been using legacy systems, who do not have the capabilities, how can we still make them digital without them investing too much or rip and replacing what we say, right, uh, their existing right. systems. And we have been successful. We have been very successful in, in doing that where a bank do not need to change their existing systems and with our proposition can still go digital. And we've taken them in under three months. That has been phenomenal success what we've seen uh, with our customers.
0: Right, that's great. Um, I just want to quickly... Uh, talk about open banking in this region, since we're talking about this region. This open banking framework, that's kind of been a trend, I think. Um, If I'm not mistaken, Bahrain started, uh, one of the banks in Bahrain started uh, offering open banking. Um, What can you tell us about this?
1: Great. Open banking is the next big wave for the financial sector. And I Mm -hmm. think, and I strongly believe that the Islamic banks can actually uh, take this to their advantage uh, okay. by creating new experiences. Now, uh, code technologies is a member of the Open Banking Working Group for mm-hmm. the MENA region, uh, in part which is in partnership with the the MENA FinTech Association, the AMF, the MasterCards, and of the worlds. Uh, we are part of that Open Banking Working Group, and recently uh, the, the the working group basically came up with their. Report the first ever report for the MENA region, uh, which which was taken very uh, positively by the central banks, by the banking sector, and the non-banking sector as well. Okay. So uh, we're part of that open banking uh, phenomena already, uh, and we're helping banks to adopt to the uh, to the best practices. Now Bahrain is the leader, leading uh, country right now within the MENA region who has brought in the open banking framework. Saudi hmm. has recently published its draft rules right. uh, and they are catching up. Yes, UAE is already working on those drafts as well. So everyone is catching up to this new phenomenon. What we have done is we have uh, we have b- brought in best practices from the European region, which is considered to be the uh, the, the pioneers in open banking, the UK and the Europe. And mm-hmm. we've brought in those best practices within our technology platforms, which mm-hmm. can allow banks to do open banking, uh, allow creating new c- customer experiences, mm-hmm. uh, be it data aggregation, uh, personal financial management, or payment initiation services. So we have brought in that technology uh, from the from the very best and, 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 and basically now uh, doing it for the MENA region, uh, localizing it, and be able to offer that proposition to the local market. But I I can tell you, open banking is something which banks should be looking at very aggressively uh, and and implementing it within the organizations for future growth perspective.
0: I'm sure. Um, I mean, I'm sorry about this question, but I just, I'm not sure how Islamic finance or Sharia compliance fits into like the open banking framework. Is that ever an issue?
1: See, the open banking is for across the market segments. Hmm. Whoever utilizes it can basically uh, become a leader in the digital space. Now, we have a a lot of, if you see our uh, regions like the MENA region, the Africa continent, even the Asia Pacific region, we have Hmm. a large population base and there is a financial inclusion challenge. The financial inclusion challenge is spread across the financial landscape. It's just not accessing a, a banking product, but it's also accessing financial services or okay. finance or the lending product as well. So open banking is trying to solve or trying to bring that harmony uh, within the operators or the financial institutions to allow, uh, looking at a use case of financial inclusion, being making it more accessible, making it more easier to share information, to do uh, KYC, uh, to do financing, like open finance or even uh, embedding finance uh, within the non-sectors, non-banking sectors. Gotcha. So open banking, yes, it is very much applicable for our regions uh, because of the, uh, the key challenges which we face today of access and inclusion.
0: Right, gotcha. Uh, I wanted to ask you if there are any trends that you can predict or at least, you know, hope to see that the industry takes up this year.
1: See, the industry has been uh, focusing on certain uh, foundational elements. Uh, With the pandemic, everyone is now accelerating their digital transformation uh, journey internally. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, yes, uh, because of the pandemic, things had to be shifted. Uh, uh, There had been uh, challenges within the organization, legacy organizations. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what I see as a trend or in uh, what would be, what would Islamic banks typically should be doing uh, to progress uh, post the pandemic era Mm -hmm. uh, is basically very closely looking at the digital onboarding segment. Today, the customer's, do not feel comfortable, even after the uh, the vaccinations happening, after whatever the SOPs are there, but customers are still reluctant to go right. to their branches. And that is where you are losing your business. And plus the millennials uh, and the new customers, uh, or the Gen Zs uh, and so forth, they are not interested in the old traditional model of banking at right. all what they want, everything at their fingertips, everything instant, anytime, anywhere, wherever they are. So Mm -hmm. they want, just like they have their social media around them 24-7, whenever they want, they are expecting the same kind of service from their banks as well. And that is where the banks have to pick up the game, uh, especially Islamic banks, and they have to deliver a complete new experience Uh, to their customers.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Can you maybe tell us a little bit about what we can expect from Codebase this year?
1: So Codebase is expanding uh, its horizon uh, Mm -hmm. within these markets. um, And the key focus for Codebase for 2021 is to basically uh, launch uh, at least 11 SaaS propositions. uh, Mm -hmm. from From a trend perspective, uh, because of the cost-cutting requirements, uh, there is a huge need of a SaaS-driven financial services within the Islamic banking, and there is none right now. We are the one of the first ones to bring Islamic digital banking on a fully cloud SaaS-ready model uh, in the region, and we expect to increase, their, uh, increase our penetration at least in 11 new countries this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that has been our focus uh, last year of developing uh, this new proposition and becoming a a leader when it comes to SaaS offering uh, for the Islamic banks. Uh, This region, beyond this region, so it's applicable for Asia Pacific, it's applicable for the MENA region, as well as for the African continent.
0: That all sounds very exciting. We look forward to it. Thank you so much.
1: Great just uh, on a closing note, uh, Islamic banks uh, need to pick up the game very fast. Uh, Mm -hmm. Conventional counterparts, as you know, are heavily invested in technology. And our recommendation to Islamic banks is to uh, do not uh, be uh, frightened or fear of their legacy platforms, Mm -hmm. because we can help them uh, utilize and leverage their existing investment and still take them digital in a very uh, short period of time. And we have done it with the two largest Islamic banks uh, today in the world. Uh, We've done it with them and we can replicate that success, uh, be it digital onboarding, digital financing, instant lending, uh, regulatory reporting for that matter. Uh, Basically they uh, they can easily adapt and and become a digital leaders in the market.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Raheel. Thank you for being here with us today.
1: Pleasure for having me, Nasreen, on the call.
0: Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN Podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.